I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I've become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. I have something I want to share with you. If you're someone who's needing some encouragement or some inspiration today, I want to tell you a story. So growing up, my mother wasn't around She left whenever I was really little. I don't know why, but she did. So I grew up with my dad and my brother and my sister. And for my whole life, my dad has struggled with the demon of addiction. And if you know somebody like that, if you've loved somebody like that, then you know what that environment can be like. You know, we were even very poor growing up. There were many times where we didn't have any food in the cabinets and our electricity or our water, we didn't have heating and air. We were very poor. And so I remember being a little kid and school being an escape for me. I mean, I knew if I went there that it was going to be a nice place. I knew that there was going to be food to eat and people who um, would treat me well. So I look forward to going to school. Maybe I should have looked forward to going to school because I was learning, learning for academia reasons. But because of my home life, man, school just meant so much more than just teaching me to read, write and do math and all of those things. So one year in particular stands out to me today, and that was when I was in third grade. So I was about eight years old, and my teacher at that time, her name was Miss Conger. Now, Miss Conger has since retired, since I've been there. That was 25 years ago, but Miss Conger was one of my favorites. I remember her to this day. I remember what Miss Conger looked like. I remember her having brown curly hair and light eyes and bright lipstick and rosy cheeks and always had a smile on her face. So just looking at her and being around her, she was just somebody who she sparked joy in the people around her. She made me feel good. She made me feel happy and safe. I love being in her classroom. So I remember walking down the hall to go to her classroom and you'd pass the water fountains and take a direct turn to her room. And it was the first one, I believe the first one on the left. And I knew that Miss Conger would be standing there at the door. And I knew that I was going to be greeted uh, with a hug. Uh, and she would always tell me like, I'm so glad you're here. And walking into her room, <laughs> I knew that it was going to smell like red starburst. I can picture it even now. One day, Miss Conger, she came up to me. I was sitting at my desk working because I'm sure I was a great student, not. But she came up to me and she whispered in my ear. She said, Allison, do you want to stay after school with me tomorrow and I'll curl your hair? Now you may be hearing that and thinking, curl your hair? 
picture day was coming up. You know, picture day used to be an even bigger deal than it is today because today everybody has a phone or a, a phone in their hand with a camera on it. So you can snap a picture any and everywhere. But back in the day, back in the 1900s, picture day was a big deal to most people. I knew that on picture day, all the little girls in my classroom, not all of them, but many of them were going to show up and they were going to have their hair fixed and curled and probably a bow in it and they would have a nice outfit on and I was happy for them but I knew that that wasn't going to be my story so I didn't think a lot about picture day as a little girl but when Miss Conger said do you want to stay after school and I'll curl your hair I could not have been more excited. And I don't know if you spend a lot of time around kids these days, but I was so excited. I was speechless. I couldn't even say yes. I just, mm -hmm. I was so excited. So I go home. I write out a note. I'm eight years old. I'm writing a note. Allison is going to stay after school with Miss Conger tomorrow. I go to my dad, dad, sign this. And he just doesn't even read it, signs it. Yes. Okay, I'm ready to go tomorrow. So that whole night I was thinking like, how awesome is it going to be to have my hair done and get this awesome picture on picture day? It's going to be in the yearbook. It's, I was excited about it. So the next day I get off the bus, I turn the corner. There's Miss Conger with the big smile on her face. She knows what's going to happen today after school as much as I do. She knew I was excited. So we hugged as always. And I walk into the room that smells like starburst. And the whole day I'm counting down, like, come on, ready for three o'clock. And so it's finally that time. Usually as soon as the bell rings, I was putting on my stuff and headed to the bus to get the seat I wanted, but not this day. I watched as everybody else gathered their stuff and left the room. And once everyone was gone, Miss Conger turned from the hallway and she walked back into the room, smile on her face. And she reached out her hand to me and we walked together to her desk. I remember standing beside her like my daughter would do right now and she pulled out this bag a Walmart bag and I remember her pulling out these sponge rollers they might be thinking sponge rollers sponge rollers used to be the bomb so that we had a, a container full of green pink yellow blue rollers and she told me to have a seat and so as I pulled up the seat, I sat there and she began piece by piece rolling my hair up in these sponge rollers. Now, one thing Miss Conger did while we were sitting there is she and I just started talking. We had a conversation. You know, oftentimes as kids, even back then, like adults didn't sit and talk with people with kids much it was usually they were talking with other adults but not this time miss conger she didn't talk down to me she didn't talk around me she didn't talk about me she didn't talk to me she talked with me she got to know me and i got to know her too i can't tell you exactly what we talked about that day but i can tell you that what i felt sitting in that chair, she was rolling my hair, was I felt like she cared. And I remember after it was over, 
she showed me exactly how to unsnap those rollers and get my hair out of them because they can get tangled really easily. Because in the morning, I was going to have to wake up and take this all out myself at eight years old. So she showed me how to do all of this. I was prepared for picture day. So I didn't want to go, of course, but it was time. So she loaded me up in the car and we headed to my house. And that night, I remember laying in bed and just thinking, you know, all day I was so excited to get my hair done, beyond excited. Couldn't think about anything else. But as I laid there in bed that night, I just realized that, you know, the best thing about that day wasn't getting my hair done. Yeah, that was fun. But when I laid there, I imagined, you know, this is what it must be like when a mother and daughter spends time together. I grew up without a mother. This was not a normal experience for me. I remember thinking, you know, I hope one day I have a daughter and I'll get to sit and talk with her and get to know her and make her feel the way I felt that day, important, celebrated, loved. So the next morning, I've got head full of rollers. I, it's like a Christmas morning. I wake up before the alarm even goes off, run into the bathroom and I start unrolling. And by the time I'm done, you've got to picture me at eight years old, strawberry blonde hair, heavy on the strawberry and typically stick straight flat hair, but not this time. I had curls, spiral curls from the top to the bottom of my hair. And I thought I was the bomb with all those curls and so I thought right then like I gotta keep these like what do I have to do to make sure these curls stay forever and so do you all remember the mullet <laughs> remember the mullet from the 90s it's kind of coming back right now I see a lot of uh, kids that have a mullet oh well my dad had a mullet so he had some hair products that were under the sink and I finally centered in on this one firm hold. I was like, yes, okay, I need firm hold. It was mousse. So I took that can of mousse out, turned it over, psh, squirted it into my hand. Now, maybe you've never used mousse before, but mousse, you're supposed to shake it up so it comes out like a foam. But I didn't shake it up. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have anybody helping me, so I just squirted it. So I had this puddle of mousse in my hands. One, two, three. <sighs> And I smear it all down my hair because I want the curls to stay in. <laughs> and as I'm doing that, I realize that the curls are not staying. They are falling out. And my hair that was once voluminous is now becoming stick straight and looks like I put glue in it. Gosh. I remember being just so disappointed, thinking, no, I wanted this to look great on picture day. On the way to school, the whole time, my focus sort of shift. I started thinking, you know, what's Miss Conger going to say? I mean, she spent her money. She spent her time. She worked hard to do all of this, and I ruined it.
and I don't want to talk about it, but I grew up in a family where there was some physical abuse. And so I won't lie, you know, I'm riding the bus and I'm thinking, how is this going to go down? So as I'm walking down that hallway and I get to that water fountain, I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to turn the corner. But I do. And there's Miss Conger, as always, and she smiles ear to ear. Allison, I'm so glad you're here, like she always did. And she gave me a hug and she held my face and she said, you are so beautiful. And at eight years old, suddenly I thought, oh, I didn't know that this was okay. Like, yes, picture day, bring it on with my moose. And I go into the classroom. I was ready to go. You know, I haven't forgotten that story 25 plus years later. That story, that experience, I tell the story, it was an experience, that experience of having her invest in me that way, it impacted me. It changed the way I thought about making an impact in this world. It changed the way that I parent my kids. You know, I have a daughter, Willow, my oldest daughter. I have two daughters. And I can't tell you how many times I'm fixing Willow's hair and I get to talk with her. <laughs> not look at my phone, not be distracted in whatever way. I get to talk with her. Miss Conger was one of the first people to show me the importance of talking with people, getting to know them. And now that shapes how I parent today. And then I think about the way that she celebrated, not only that day, but every single day, Miss Conger made me and all of her other students feel important. You know, when you think about celebration, I've, I've researched celebrating. What does it mean and why do we do it? And what I found is that the central theme comes back to reinforcement. Celebrating means reinforcing that this is important. And so, when I think about her and how she celebrated people, I'm so glad you're here. She showed me I was important. When she picked me to invest her time in, to go above and beyond, she showed me, she celebrated me and showed me I was important. She strengthened me when I showed up and I put mousse all in my hair and it was, the curls were falling out and I felt horrible. She said, you look beautiful and my attitude was immediately changed you know I think that there's a lesson for all of us in that that you know Miss Conger was a teacher and Miss Conger was a leader and Ben who's our associates we believe and if you've been in our classes you know that leadership is not position leadership is the ability to serve and the willingness to take action. Miss Conger did her job as a teacher, but then she stepped up as a leader. She was willing to serve. 
She saw the need I had to simply just be loved. And she acted on it. She took action. She celebrated me. She strengthened me. She served me. And because of that, the influence that she had with me was exponential. And the impact she made was not just teaching me three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, was not my multiplication tables songs. But the impact she had on me has shaped the way that I treat people from that point forward. And now it's shaping the way I treat my daughter, which means that will shape the way she treats her children because she stepped up as a leader and was willing to serve, she's making an impact far beyond the classroom and for generations to come. So I just wanna say this to you, that no matter what you're doing today, what your job is, will you be a leader? Will you step up and serve somebody? And maybe you're thinking, Allison, my tank is empty, empty. I have nothing left to give. I'll tell you, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there where the tank is empty. But I heard this recently. Imagine you're walking down the hallway. You've got a cup of coffee in your hand. And you start walking down the hallway with your cup of coffee and somebody bumps into you. What happens? The coffee, boom! spills everywhere. It spills all over you, the floor. It spills all over the other person, their shirt, their belt, their shoes, their pants. Spilled everywhere. And so the question becomes, why did coffee spill out? And if you're like me, initially it was, duh, because somebody bumped you. But if you take a deeper look at it, <laughs> Coffee spilled out because coffee was what was in the cup. So what's in your cup? Because if what's in your cup is stress and anxiety and um, bad feelings, jealousy, envy, all of that, if that is what's in your cup, then when life bumps you, and I didn't say if, I said when life bumps you, then what's going to spill out onto everybody else around you is going to be negative. It's not, you're not going to make a positive impact. What I found out is that when we step up and we serve, even on our hard days, even on our bad days, even when we don't feel like it, that our cup begins to fill with things like grace, like, uh, love, like forgiveness, like positivity and joy. So when we choose to serve, it fills our cup up with the good stuff. So if you're feeling empty, I want to challenge you to serve anyway. That's what's going to reverse that feeling so that you're overflowing with joy. My hope is that whether you're a teacher or a manager or supervisor, whatever capacity you feel right now, that you will do that and that you'll show up as a leader and serve, connect, influence, and impact the people around you. I'm wishing you the best. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. And if it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team. Email me at allison at vanhooser.com. Leaders, make the choice today to put your stake in the ground and own your leadership success. This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast.